summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real. And that's when we say, hats off. for another rousing rendition of Hats Off Podcast. Um, what was your thing where we... You were saying something, and I was like, oh, that's going to be our tagline. You were saying it with the social media kids, and now I don't remember it. Oh, Damn I it. said... Uh, with the real wrapped in humor or something? I said, bring you truth, but wrapped in comedy or something. Yeah, like something like that. It'll it, come to me later. We're going to perfect it, and then we're going to give it to y'all flawlessly. It's on one of the episodes. It is, but so. today. Yeah, go listen back to all the episodes, <laughs> and then you'll find it. <laughs> but yeah, let's check in. All right. Uh, how are you, Mr. Earl? I am good. How was your weekend? Complain. It was too fast. Yeah, I yes. just feel like there was not a weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because I didn't wake up till like eleven thirty on Saturday, but <laughs> which is not day, a real thing, y'all. It's not. I'm. I don't know. I, I had to be exhausted for the week because I'm usually up at like eight thirty. It's totally a Courtney thing. It is not an Earl thing. But at all, it was like eleven seventeen, and I was like, my day is gone. <laughs> and then I got up and did these practice tests, yes. and then this went out with my family since they was up here to go eat. But Saturday was gone. But oh my god. Haberdish, there's a new place I found in Charlotte. If you were in Charlotte, they need to make it be a spot. It's um in Noda. That's gonna be my new spot every Friday nights with the occasional brunch on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That food, everybody knows food is like my second calling. <laughs> um my whole mood, I'm smiling as I think about it. You are <laughs> like that food was so good. The vibe they played, this music was just everything. That's lucky who I'm tipping my hat off to, but go ahead. Okay, well, we're gonna have to give Haberdish a little, um, a little shout out. I have not been. I've heard good things about it, um, and now that Earl has liked it, I really need to go. Um, so I'm gonna have to check that out maybe in the next couple of Fridays. Um, but because Friday is like a little pop, it is that what it is? It's a little um, upbeat. Like why? Not why like Friday? That every day. Oh, I they think just, it's just they're just getting it in all day. All day. Every day. Okay. Because I mean, it was, okay. everybody in there was just quite normal. Okay, but it was okay. just everything, and this the uh, hostess had this cool like fade haircut, oh. like that fair. I was like, she's so dope. It was just uh, okay. It was good. Everything was about her was good, and they're very attentive. Good. Um, the I like some good customer service. That mm-hmm. that excites my life. So yeah, yeah. So um, my weekend was all right. It was good. Um, I worked of course because that's what I do um a lot, and then saw my um. St. Patrick's celebrating St. Patrick's Day celebrating mm. friends, um, which was really fun. One of my friends, I think it ended up being like 85 people at her house, oh, um, like no. 45 kids. We were all outside for the most part, but it was bananas. Like everybody was like, it's so many kids. It's so much people. What's happening? What's it's happening? Um, I heard I did not venture downtown because if you are from Charlotte, you know <laughs> that you do not venture downtown on St. Patrick's Day I know that was a because mess. folks are ridiculous. Um, but I heard that people were like 
face planting by like no. one o'clock. <laughs> like just <laughs> drunk falling over no. into the street by one o'clock. So, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day to all those who go hard on the St. Patty. Um, I definitely wore a green Wakanda shirt um, Wakanda. all day because I'm not Irish. Um, I'm from Wakanda and it is what it is. So that was a thing. Um, but it was a good day. I got to see a lot of my people, which is always, you know, refreshing. You know, I hope all of our hatheads have a wonderful tribe that they get to connect with because mm-hmm. your tribe really is like a healing balm for your soul. So that's that's a beautiful thing. So uh, we're t- uh, tipping our hat to Black Panther, first and foremost, for exceeding a billion dollars and it's not even done yet like i don't think i'm even done watching it in the movies i think i'm gonna go at least one more time to watch it i want to find i'm done like a four (laughs) (laughs) i want to find like a 4d theater because i heard those are super only in china somebody's in there in new york and stuff so maybe atlanta owners like Something about like they like oh, pump 4D, in a sorry. 4D. There's one where in China where it's on three walls. Oh. So you sit and it's like it's three. What is it? I feel like they said it was 360, but I was like that's not really 360. But like but, 180. Mm-hmm. But it's like full panel. So oh, like you that would there be crazy. And you see everything. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what you were talking about. But no. no, I think this is more of a like a total sensory experience. So they like have the music oh, that's certain ways and they like like pumping smell something I don't know maybe the seats move there's something like additional to it that seems like you're it. really there like it's almost like virtual reality I guess but um mm-hmm. yeah I think I'm gonna because I am I live by the um movie theater that's like five dollar matinee mm-hmm. and so I can get them another five dollars you know <laughs> before it leaves the theater I feel like it's not gonna leave the theater for a minute okay. so I think I'm gonna go one more time well, being to round it out in three, yeah. So, yeah. Because them camps and stuff, they're gonna be taking the you PC know back are. camp. You know um, they are. Infinity War, that's still right now. Yes. When is that coming out? April. Oh, okay. Yeah. Twenty seventh, oh, yeah. I think. So yeah. So maybe I'll go see Black Panther one more time before Infinity War. Because I'm gonna go see Infinity War too. I like all the comic situations mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but yeah. So definitely tipping our hat to Black Panther. Um, A Wrinkle in Time which me and the boy are headed to after this. Um, I'm super excited to go see that as well. I've heard wonderful things about it. Um, And just, you know, Ava DuVernay is amazing. Um, I live for Oprah. So, I mean, you can't really (laughs) go wrong with that combination anyway. Um, But yeah, and I don't, did you read Wrinkle in Time as a child? I don't think I read it. I don't know that Um, was around around me. But I was like, I'm going to definitely read it afterwards because I'm somebody who has to, like, if I read the book first, then the movie doesn't feel as good um, because I just feel like books have so much more detail. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I'm somebody who has to read it after. Um, but, yeah, so definitely shouting out to them. And then this is probably old. Everybody's seen it at this point. But I am obsessed with the Vincent Kennedy boy from The Four singing that song, Creep. I've watched <laughs> it, like, 50 million times. And so at this point, I just want to be like... You better sing that song. You well, can download it. Yeah, I, I've downloaded the but like recorded that. version. It's yeah. not the live version. Like when he like leans back and does <laughs> that bend in his back mm-hmm. on that song, I was like, you better sing. And it's just me because you know he was just like, this is something he never thought he would receive. Mm-hmm. So when he's like, what the hell am I doing here? Like it's just this, oh. It gives me chills and bumps and things, and I just, yes, I love it. So, those are my tip of the hats this week. Who you got, Earl? I'm tipping my hat to Pack Light Podcast, which is co-owned by our good friend Nedra over at Kaleidoscope Counseling. They just started their podcast. It's hosted by two Detroit, two Detroit girls <laughs> living in the Queen City. <laughs> one mental health wellness counselor and one speech and language pathologist. She might have to come help me. Um, I've been <laughs> struggling for words this week. I don't know what's going on. And I'm also tipping my hat to Haberdish, mm-hmm. which is right here in the Queen City off North Davidson. Their Instagram is actually Haberdish. That's it. H-A-B-E-R-D-I-S-H. And it's good Southern food, y'all, but craft cocktails, everything mm. was good. They had these deviled eggs. Oh, you know Let I love a deviled egg. Some. 
thing. You know I love a double egg. Like, look at this cinnamon bun. Oh my god. Y'all, I'm gonna attach their Instagram. Like everything about this place is amazing. Oh, I'm going. Like I'm everything. Going. And then they put these like when you get a cocktail, they like take these cool little flowers that they put in ice yes. and infuse it. So it's just y'all, they were playing all the music like they was playing. We were sitting down, me and my good friend Shadell. Aaliyah comes on, oh, Mary J, Destiny's Child, uh, uh, goddamn, why people do that? Beyonce, goddamn Fantasia, Alicia Keys, like y'all, we were literally trying to have a conversation, you know, trying to catch up, have good dialogue, and in the middle, we just said like, hold on, just gotta sing this song, gotta sing I this mean, one song. <laughs> everything about this place is amazing and then like it's really like this rustic look with like fairy lights mm. um big barnyard doors so like when it's summertime you know it's gonna be really really nice oh, yeah. and Nota's already like this really dope place where you can just like mm -hmm. park your car and walk artsy. around and like mm -hmm. bar hop and stuff so it's <sighs> I have officially made this like that's my Friday night move gonna be every night um and brunch Every now and then, but yes, I'll be touching that down there. So if you live in Charlotte or the surrounding areas, please check them out because it's and oh, look at this drink. It's everything. Oh, that looks. Oh, that looks amazing. Is that like a blood orange? It's what is that? Heaven, okay. but it is a blood orange. It's called Bloody Tully. Tully. Bloody Tully. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Tully. Blood orange and ginger beer. Done. I'm like with it. it. So yes. All right. Now that we have talked about. Um, tipping our hat, our pop, our top segment is going to be about the Lord. <laughs> Get away from me. Um, <laughs> the Lord. The Lord. Because, uh, so let's just off gate. Earl and I are both strong believers. We, and not because we were like raised in the church type of believers we as adults have made an adult decision mm -hmm. to have a very strong relationship with god and we are christians and we believe in god um so like yeah like that is that is a thing and we have been witness to our we've been witness to many people because i don't even think it's just um like African-Americans, I really do think that religion has been used as a way to keep people from really seeking healthy, mm -hmm. healthier choices across the board. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know a religious group that really pushes therapy and mental health. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know, like, Muslims who push that, like you, like I don't know a cultural, like a religious culture that's like mm -hmm. go to therapy, um, and so I think that's a problem, um, and so we're gonna speak mostly from the Christian faith and mm -hmm. from the faith of Black Christians because that's what we are, um, but yeah, like so, what do you think that derives from? Why do you think? That the idea of like pray it, pray about it, and it'll go away. Like, yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know, because I've always been confused about <laughs> because the Bible says, and and my grandma says, faith without work is pretty much dead. Yes. So I've never understood when people like that's like I've struggled with people that don't want to try medicines, like when there's mm -hmm. medicines out there, and I get, you know. In the black community, it's just like a history of like tests and things and people mm -hmm. like Tuskegee um, experiment. But when people just be like, I don't want to get this blood transfusion or I don't want to take this medicine because God is going to deliver me. And I'm just like, do you think he's delivering you with this? This medicine that yeah. no one just exactly. woke up. It what was about like, the I'm method going. of delivery? Yes. Like I definitely am one of those people that is like, I I'm religious, I'm spiritual. Mm -hmm. But I also believe in science, mm -hmm. and I think science is made mm -hmm. by God. Like I like yeah. clinicians. Are, hi, I was created. You know, mm -hmm. people are made to do things. So there are mm -hmm. people who were made and born to make this type of medicine that is going to save and change lives. So I've just never understood the whole just keep praying. Like you pray all day, but you gonna have to do something if he's answering your prayers through a form of you know medicine or a person or some type Absolutely. of work so you gotta do it so i've never understood i've never understood 
Absolutely. And I always think about, like, I think about, um, like, if God was like, if that is just the only thing that you need, then why was there the Holy Spirit? Why was there Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, that's what Jesus used to counsel people. He would go sit somewhere and folk would come to him and be like, this is my problem. And then he would talk to them about it. Y'all, that's therapy. Like, (laughs) he was the first therapist. (laughs) Like, you know, when you think about the woman at the well who was coming to the well in the dead of the, like, hottest part of the day because she was shamed for having her, like, fifth husband. And he was like, the word today at church. Oh, what? That's exactly what we talked about. The one oh, wow. with no name. Yes, it's mm-hmm. crazy. And so, but he was just like, "Don't be ashamed. Like, this is this is a this, this is what happened, you know. And like now that you know better, do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's therapy. And so, I don't know where it has gotten lost. Um, I mean, if we look at it um, historically, I think that the church has had very has a lot of control <laughs> and power. And there have been concerns that if they allow people to go other places, then they will somehow lose the control and power. But let me be clear that that's not of God. Not at that's all. That's the people running the church. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't have He's anything fe- to do with God. If it's a God. fear tactic, it's not meant to be. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's so hard when. I hear people say, you know, I've just been praying about it or you just got to pray about it. And I and don't get me wrong. You got to pray. Prayer is a thing. If you're a believer, prayer is a big part of your relationship mm-hmm. with God, because I don't think it's good to just go to church either. Like, what is your relationship with God look like outside of going to right. church? And prayer is a big part of that. You know what I mean? I have a whole prayer journal um, that I use to keep myself like centered um, in my prayers. But after I pray, then I have to do something different. You know what I mean? Like, there's not an example of people in the Bible who prayed and then just keep went, kept the moving like, and all of a sudden life was thing. better. That's like, I'm praying for change, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing everything that I want to change. Mm -hmm. That don't make sense. Exactly. And I think it leaves people sick if you believe that you're just going to say a prayer and then somehow the Lord is going to deliver your depression or your anxiety or, you know what I mean, this abusive relationship. That really bothers me when people are telling people to pray away an abusive relationship or like pray for the person who's abusing you or pray for the person who's cheating on you. Yeah, like, pray and leave. Exactly. Like that, like God has never intended you to just suffer. That is not his intention for your life. His intention is for us to have, you know, blessings and have them more abundantly, mm. you know, to have, you know, he's going to pour us out a blessing we have not room enough to receive. Um, and that doesn't mean things aren't going to be hard at times, but just blatant suffering, I don't think that's of mm. God. I don't think that's of God. So, yeah. So, or what do you tell people um, when they're receiving, like they're coming to therapy, but they're receiving judgment from their family who believes that it's, Showing that their faith is not strong enough. Well, sometimes I'll do like a comparison. Like I'll ask them, is your family members perfect? <laughs> you know, like I put it back, like let's take a mirror here. Yeah, let's look at that. Are they perfect? Have you seen things that you know just were not okay in generational okay. things? So like if we use like fidelity and you bring up, they were like, well, my people are saying I should stay because, you know, the Bible, you know, I took a vow. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you did. You you took a vow, but that person took a vow as well. Yes. And they broke the vow. Exactly. So why are you feeling punished to now stick out this vow that they never even had? Mm-hmm. And then I, when they bring up, well, you know, my my parents bring up, I'm like, okay. They bring up the Bible or they'll bring up, you know, my mom says you got to pray. But it's like, your mom did the same thing. Yep. Your grandma did the same thing. Now, you can do the same thing. Uh-huh. You might be able to work it through. But if you know you are done, mm-hmm. I don't think that's an excuse. Because yeah. I don't think the Bible is here to hold you as a prisoner. Yes. So, I'll bring that to so Is this meant for you to be a prisoner or something that you're not happy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, what else? Yeah. I know I get a lot of stuff. Most time, only time I have a lot of time when the Bible comes up is with medicine. Mm, that's a big one. That's the most time, like, when clients bring up because most of the time it doesn't come up like it might come up like them just talking and i don't mm-hmm. ever like disclose so, so i just like oh, okay you know but when medicine gets brought up and they'll use the example of like you know 
where I'm supposed to pray. And I'm just like, okay, how do you not know this prayer is not leading to the salvation of this medicine? Or so, because you know, certain stuff you just have to have medicine for. So I bring that up a lot of like, okay, let's look at let's look at the factors here, did. And we use that in that speech, actually. Mm-hmm. When you're sick, where do you go? Yeah, the doctor. Exactly. Okay, so if you're having mental health and you're sick mentally, you know, you need some type of assistance. Where do you go? You're going to go to a therapist exactly. and you, you need to get other factors. So I just always go there like, God made everything, right? That's what you... Yeah. If that's, that's what you believe, believe yeah. that he makes everything, then he made this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. I know in my... A lot of the college students that I work with actually mm. have a lot of like they're going, they go to school and they're struggling. And when they call home, the go to is like, you just got to pray about it. You're not mm. praying hard enough. Make sure you're praying. Um, and then because they're, you know, like when you're in college or that, that, that time of life, Right after you launch, so after you are finished with high school and launch into adulthood, whether that's college or going off on your own to live and work, um, like you don't know shit because you only know really what you've been taught from your family and school. Mm -hmm. And so when things happen and their family's not there and you start having all these existential crises, it can be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so to tell somebody, oh, you just need to pray about it is like cruel almost because like that's what they've been doing that's like you know what i'm saying like they if you raise them in that belief mm-hmm. they probably already tried that like quick way like try to pacify like yes. here you go Just oh you pray here you go exactly and if and here's the thing like just in general y'all if y'all don't know what to say to someone say that you know what I mean? Being like, you know, I'm so sorry you're struggling. And I'm really struggling with like to how say. to say, like what to say and how to show up for you. Um, I think you've got to find someone else too. like, let me help you find someone else who could have the mm-hmm. answers. We don't always have to have an answer for people. People really feel like they always got to have an answer and not everybody needs that. And you don't know every damn thing. Mm-mm. So who are you to try to have all the answers? And then if you try to rush the answers, it's going to be so BS. Exactly. Like, like, it's okay to be like, baby, I don't know. Like, especially like if you have never gone to college, yeah. you don't know what they're going through. Be like, baby, I don't know. But what I do remember is that you have a website mm-hmm. at your for your college. And maybe we need to look into finding someone for you to talk to. Um, I do wonder sometimes if... Families especially, because um, even in my private practice, I've seen this, um, where they're like, why are you going to therapy? Why are you not just praying about it? I sometimes wonder if people know that they are part of the problem and don't want you to mm-hmm. talk about them. <laughs> yeah. And talk about how terrible Or they're like, we're talking to the pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's because they probably feel like the pastor's going to tell them mm-hmm. what you said. And I'm just like... They want someone they don't know. Exactly. Or they need someone. (laughs) So, yeah. And, I like, get off your high horse that you were perfect. You know what I mean? But don't feel like just because you weren't perfect, you were horrible and awful. Like, there are things that our parents didn't do right, and that's not a dig on them, but it's something I need to address and move forward and work Mm -hmm. on. Like, you know what I mean? It's just that simple. It's actually really not about you. It's just about how this experience has impacted me and my adult Mm -hmm. life. So quit making it about you. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, yeah, I don't understand that piece. But that's something that I've definitely heard from the college students and then even like my adults that come to private practice or it's like my family is judging me. It's so scary. Coming to therapy. They're like, we're just gonna stop talking to me. Yeah. Like, so that might be what I need. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's even their own shame or they got stuff they want to work on, but they're not working on it. But again, I like what Earl said. Look at these people's lives in totality. And if they are not living a life that you would like to live, quit listening to them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if people out here are not living a life that I want to live, I don't have anything to... To, to gain from that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know that Earl and I were talking recently, um, and I am, you know, trying to get back into a positive space around dating and relationships, and um, I'm trying really, really hard, but I recognize, like I said to him, you know, 
I deal with a lot of relationship issues at work mm-hmm. because people, most people have relationship issues when they come to talk to me. Um, and then I have people in my personal life who have relationship issues. And I've got to put a boundary around the people in my personal mm-hmm. life and hearing about their relationship issues. Because ultimately, the people who pay me get to talk about whatever they want to. Period. But these <laughs> other folk, like, I just, I, I can't do that, you know. And over this last week was spring break where I work. And so... I went to lunch with a good friend who has this marriage that I really do enjoy seeing blossom and Mm -hmm. grow. And so it was just so refreshing to listen to her, you know, a black woman talk about her black love or her black husband Mm -hmm. um, and just how well they do that thing. And it's not that they do it perfectly. It's not that they don't ever have issues. But when they have issues, they just come to each other and own their stuff and are accountable and grow and they support each other. And it's just beautiful. And I got to be like, this is so refreshing. (laughs) I love y'all. Because, yeah, you got to be really careful about who you are allowing to pour Mm -hmm. into you. Everybody that want to pour into you should not get the right (laughs) to pour into you because they They pour in vinegar. vinegar. (laughs) Like, they just, yeah, they not well. And so really look at who's telling you, even if it's your mama. Or your grandma, like if your grandma is cuckoo cuckoo crazy, then why are you listening to her advice about how not to be crazy? Like, when that's her, that's her passion. That's her, her, that is her, her, her life's life. work. <laughs> her life's work is to be a soup sandwich of crazy. And you go take her advice? Come on now. You gotta be quicker than that. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, you can definitely have God in each of those spaces. You know what I mean? I know for me, when I am, you know, going to my own therapy, mm-hmm. I try really hard, like, before that time to be like, all right, God, like, like you know, Let me let's, let's, this, let's lay this. this. I only got, I got an hour with my <laughs> sis, so I really need to be structured and understand what I need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I will say a special prayer and go into a, a deeper type of meditation before I go to therapy yeah. so that I can be really clear about what I need from my therapist you know what I mean like there's no place in my life where God is not um and so he's definitely in you know my own work you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I pray you know in my office I um I definitely try to you know pray for healing Mm -hmm. and that my office be a healing space and that people who walk into my space whether they are believers or not get exactly what they need Mm -hmm. that he works through me um in the work that I do everything even when I'm cussing like a sailor on this podcast you know what I'm saying God knows my heart and he right here (laughs) so you know what I mean um yeah I think that it's really important that we are doing that and I think Um, it's important to realize when you're on your spiritual journey that your relationship is your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's personalized. It's yours between who and whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm. So that's one big thing. Like, I think that's why I like to say I'm more spiritual. I am religious, but I'm more spiritual because I have more, my connection is something that I was able to customize mm-hmm. and grow into. So it's just, yes. you know, no one can't tell you how your connection or relationship is with whoever you believe in, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Not a book, mm-hmm. not a pastor. Reverend, priest, whoever, whatever, mm-hmm. is your walk, is your connection. So mm-hmm. that's one of my big things. I was just like, you know, who are they? They human too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, even your like clergy and your people. And I like what Earl said around like, if they're using fear tactics to encourage you and encourage your walk, then that is not a good thing. Like you were supposed to walk boldly in your relationship with God. You were supposed to do the things that are scary and different Mm -hmm. and like, you know what I mean? Questionable at times. Like that is what we're supposed to be it's doing. Part of evolution. Exactly. You change. So when I see people that are like sketchy, I just like, mm, that mirror smudge. Something in your spirit mm-hmm. is not right. Mm-hmm. Get away. I gotta mm-hmm. go away. I don't. I don't. I don't do the scare tactics. Absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, I think so. Here's a question I have: What do you do when you like your church? Because um, this is something I struggled with before. But like, you like your church, but there are like certain things that they say mm-hmm. that you don't agree with. Um, 
whether it be around like the LGBT community or mental health or I remember I went to this one church and they were like tithing is only giving money to the church like you can't tithe like if you're giving to like other charities or if you are donating volunteering time that is not giving to god and i was like i have questions I, sir what you doing with this money because that it was that such don't a, sound and i was like are you sure i'm not saying that tithing isn't giving my 10 percent but, but I'm to saying say i can't also all the donate that to i do all the things the charities are not good works is that service. but yeah he was like only your tithing to the church is your good works um, and, and giving it to God. So this, you know, pro bonos here. Yeah, making peanut butter jelly sandwiches for the, you know, giving out to the homeless, mm-hmm. protesting, going to get legislative laws to nope. help people. Cut that check. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, do we have to stick? You know, a lot of churches you tithe before the sermon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I, I can leave. I don't need to stay here. And I mean, and the sermon was all right. So that's the thing. So I don't agree with that. But then the sermon was good. So I don't like, like I always struggle with like where my line in the sand needs to be in regards to like a church home. I feel like it just always goes towards how you feel. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like this is no longer a safe space or Mm. is this something where you can just be like, oh, that was today. I'm going to pay that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you start becoming uncomfortable and to the point where you feel are anxious mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. are not in the same only then you need to go. Yeah. Like then. Mm-hmm. Leave that space and don't return. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> once yeah. once you feel that unmoved, like, oh when you gonna leave and walk away from the situation like I should have when you start getting that shoulda coulda with us, mm-hmm. you need to mm-hmm. go. Absolutely. That's how I look at things. Absolutely. So yeah, I think for me there are some lines in the sand. Like if I am in a church and they are blatantly saying um, being gay is a sin. Gay people are going to hell. I'm probably getting up and leaving right then. Like, I don't think I'm even sitting for the rest of the sermon just because that is something that I just staunchly disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that that is um, the truth. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't even want to be in the number of people who sat through that you know what I mean um if I'm ever in church and they talking about you know you know God doesn't want us to mix um races or um you know we need to build this wall like you know what I mean like those types of things I'm probably definitely up out right then running I'm yeah, running, I'm running out because I'm, I'm afraid that the wall <laughs> that is not gonna fall that down. God is gonna be like no y'all out y'all, y'all. Right. and I'm mm-hmm. like Lord don't keep me at this number okay. I was not I'm not with them this. Um, so yeah I'm probably getting up and leaving in that moment um, but yeah like the, the tithing thing I think I can just be like okay you don't know what you're talking right. about um, and there's a couple of other things um, where I can be like okay I don't know yeah but I know I just uh, I because I also am always worried about how these messages are impacting other people. Like I was sitting at this um, workshop one time and this lady was doing what's called a genogram. So for those of you who don't, um, who are in the field, a genogram is basically like a family tree. It's like a structured family tree. And she was sharing her genogram and was talking about um, her daughter. And she was like, you know, I wasn't pure when I got married. Um, and I'm just so glad that I really encouraged my daughter to wait. Um, and so she got married to have sex and she was pure when she got married. And that was my gift back to God because I wasn't pure. And I wasn't really concerned about what she was saying about her own life or even her daughter. I was concerned for the young women in this workshop who may not be married and may be having sex and the message that they're not pure. Like that was so bothersome to me. You know what I mean? Like I think those are the things that really worry me about certain statements in church. You know what I mean? Like when they're saying, oh my gosh, I was like, excuse me? But (laughs) it was just, and me and the lady that I was with, we both were like looking at each other and then later that, like that later that night, we were just like, girl. I just thought that's so damaging. It's so damaging, (laughs) that message that you send to somebody. And I think that's why a lot of people run away from the church. Yeah. Because like you got these people where I'm just like, no one 
No one reviewed your your slides. No one, re- no one listened and said, "Hey, give me a little taste of what you're what going you to do," say. or stopped you. Yes, I just be looking like, oh, yes. Now who's in here is going to be hurting? Is this? Exactly. I feel like that's the breeding ground of therapy. Exactly. Like it's the breeding ground. It really stuff. is. Like, we should possibly go to a church and just hand out cards after service. It's like, sorry, like, you triggered? Like, you feel bad about yourself you now? You didn't word that right. Exactly. Or you it was so judgmental, and it's supposed to be a judge-free zone. Exactly. And that's the thing. We're supposed to be without <laughs> judgment, but there's so much judgment in the church. You know what I mean? Like when they talk about you know abortion and things of that nature, and you you know I don't know anybody who has had an abortion that was just like oh messed up let me go do this real quick on a tuesday like it's always been a difficult does everybody i know who's experienced it it's been a difficult Mm -hmm. decision for them a long Um, decision but a decision that they really knew was the right one for them Mm -hmm. and being somebody who has worked in social services being somebody who has seen people who did not need to have a child do horrendous things to those children, being someone who has seen the system, the foster care system, fail child after child after child, mostly because there's just not enough to go around. Like, like, it's not realistic. That was on Iyama this past week. I haven't watched it, but it's like Mm. seven of them. Mm. None of them even knew they had siblings until elementary school because they were just all split up. Like, in an ideal world, you know, if you get pregnant and you can't care for your baby and you have a baby, you know what I mean? And there's this loving family that's waiting with open arms to love your child as much as you would have loved your child Mm -hmm. and you could keep a connection and all that. But that's not the world that we live in. And so sometimes people are making the best decision for themselves and they are going to have regrets or questions or concerns about that for quite a while. And they don't need you, Mr. or Mrs. in the pulpit to be like, oh yeah, you going to hell and you ain't never going to have a baby and blah, blah, blah because of this choice that they made. My thing is they're already living with that. Exactly. They already have to work through it. Why would you want to add to somebody else's misery? Exactly, yes. And then when there's like grief, um, oh my gosh. Oh. I think people also, they be forgetting, there's no grief, you did it. Yeah. No, there's a grief in there's everything. There's definitely grief in all <laughs> There's things. grief in celebration. So there's mm-hmm. grief in a lot of things. Absolutely. So let's, yes. let's not do that. Yes. Or even grief just like when someone passes and they're like, well, it was God's will. People don't like I feel like that is that. the worst. And I feel like some people say, well, you know, God is taking them to, and it's like, they don't want to hear no. that right now. They just say nothing. There. Just say nothing. Yes. Because yes. like, what do you say too. to somebody who's lost a child? Exactly. Be like, oh, well, it was God's will for my child to so die. So now you're going to plan to see. Now, if they're not already, because they're clearly not going to be in their right mind if they lost their child. Yeah. Now they're going to be, now they hate God or they're exactly. questioning everybody. Just hush. Exactly. Silence is so golden sometimes. It's, it is. Golden. It is. it is. If I have nothing to say, I'm going to do it's not what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at my hands. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just silent. Exactly. Yeah. And I just like, for like people that I, you know, care about, I'll say, you know, like, I just love you so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for you for anything that you need. Like, you know what I mean? And even that's not, you know, necessarily because they don't even know what they need right. at this point. But I try really hard not to tell them why. Something happened. You don't know. Why would you know? How are you going to know? Thank you. (laughs) But that has definitely been something that I've seen church people do so Just show up and just physically be there. Exactly. Because, again, people feel like they always got to have something and an answer. And that is not the case. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you doing this for real? Are you doing this to be like, yeah, I went over there to help them out or tell them? I was there. You know, people love to be in the numbers Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what do you do with like messy church people? I burn them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I don't deal with them. Mm. How do you set a boundary in church? I think sometimes people feel uncomfortable setting a boundary. If y'all could see Earl's face right now, like they feel uncomfortable <laughs> setting a boundary in church. You know, like, you know, you don't want to be rude to the old church lady or, but like, what are your suggestions? Because Earl is bound up in boundaries. No, I'm not bound up in boundaries, but Earl's mouth has been slick since he was little. (laughs) I just grew up in a family of honesty. So, 
I don't mind being rude to a little church lady, especially if you try to come with some old church shade. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you this new millennial shade that you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. Back up, Patricia. <laughs> Annie Mae, back up. Because I'm going to hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. It's like, nah, I wouldn't do that. But no, I would. I don't. I, I walk away from people. I yeah. walk clean away from you in the middle of your sentence. Yeah. That's something I had to learn because back in the day, I just pop off tick for tat. Yeah, but, but as you're working on you, so, <laughs> but no, um, if I was younger and I dealt with um like a church person I didn't like, I would tell like my grandma mm -hmm. and then get like some advice from her because I mean my my grandma would just handle stuff like she was like you you don't have to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Once I got confirmation that I don't have to talk yes. to you, yeah, I would go about my business. So messy church people, I don't. I'm not gonna play fake. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be on a committee together. Yep. I'm not even really one that's better to be on committee. I like to come get the word, hear the songs, watch churn, do the dances and stuff, <laughs> and then I go about my business. Yeah. So, but um, I just want to acknowledge you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure that sounds bad, but well, I mean, I think sometimes we gotta be. First off, the devil is in the church too, so you gotta be real careful again who you let pour into you. Like, I am totally okay with Carter saying this conversation is making me uncomfortable. You have a blessed day. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And that's something I've used. Like, when people come up to you and be like, you know, oh, well, I see that you're not married and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know, this conversation is making me uncomfortable. You have a blessed day. Like, and walk away. Like, about face. Yeah. Because you don't have to sit and let someone else tell you what's good and what's not good about you. That is not their job. That is solely your job yeah, and you your relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. You know nothing about me. Exactly. And I've just seen people do so much damage that I would rather shut them down and them not talk to me anymore than to allow them to continue to do damage. You know what I mean? Like I've, you know, seen people, you know, my child is very demonstrative and excited mm. and all this stuff. And they be like, oh, well, little boys don't like act like that and I'd be like um, your conversation is inappropriate you are no longer allowed to speak to my child you have a blessed day and I'm like <laughs> moving my child away because my first off my message to my son is mommy has got your back mm. and no one is going to come out here and come for you number for one but in as long as you ain't killing this thank stuff you. you can do what you please thank you number two you and I don't have the kind of relationship where you can address my child about anything he is doing. If he is doing something wrong, that's that's not like threatened to his safety. Like mm -hmm. if his safety is threatened, like he playing with matches or running with a knife, you have the right to yell at him and shut it down. But then you need to let me know. Mm -hmm. Short of that, you need to stay out his face. You let me know what's going on and I will decide if I need to address him. And number three, bitch, who is you? <laughs> who is you? Where are oh, your man. children? Your children out here on drugs looking crazy. Five babies by five different niggas. You gonna come to me about my child and how demonstrative he wants to praise and the Lord? And that's why they doing let, that. Let it's because you have harmed them their whole Thank life. You. With your Thank you. You don't know shit about being abuse. nobody mama. Get out my face. Please. I know your children. Get out my face. But Know them. So yeah, you have to be comfortable, I think, especially as young adults. I really do think, especially if you're in the South, we have been raised to have a level of respect for people that is harmful to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay saying, I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. This conversation is inappropriate. I do not wish to continue this conversation. And you can put a bow on that bitch with have a nice, have a blessed day, but you need to let people know let how they're so. allowed to treat have you. Have a blessed day, boy. What? That is the best. That is the best bow ever. I have this used that. So much. I'm like, have a blessed day. I, I use that. Or I'm like, have a great day. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a client <laughs> um, when I worked with children on the autism spectrum at the clinic uh, that would, instead of him cursing, if he said have fun each day to you, that was his uh, like F you. halfway to F off F you. Yeah. Like, and he was saying in the most, like, say if you just like, I told you you can't do that. He would do this little smirk. He would be like, have fun each day. <laughs> have fun each day. And I used to start using that. Yeah. Have fun, have fun, each, fun day. each day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. So, yeah. So, we hope that that was helpful for our understanding of what we're supposed to be doing and not supposed to be doing as believers. Um, ultimately, God's desire is for you to be healthy and to live well. Period. So, you need to be focused on that first. Um, and 
God is okay with you going to therapy. He's okay with you taking medicine. He's okay with you leaving an unhealthy church environment and finding another church. He's okay with you taking a break from church. Um, his goal is for you to be healthy. Um, so at the end of the day, that should be your goal as well. All right. All right. We are going to have our question of the day. Dear Courtney Earl, I recently was at church where I was told to talk to God. You don't need therapy when I expressed that I was having feelings of depression and anxiety around school. How should I handle this? Should I stay at the church? Should I go away? I've been going to this church since I was a child. How should I handle this? Well, Anonymous, I think that... I really like what Earl said earlier around how are you feeling even going to church? Mm -hmm. Has it become a thing where you're going to church at an obligation? Because I don't feel like that's good. Like, I don't feel like that's good for your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. If you are going so, doing something out of obligation, you know, like we should be praising with vigor and mm -hmm. joy in our hearts. And so if that is not why you're praising and attending that church anymore. Like, I think separate of that comment, you don't need to be going to that church anymore. You need to find a place where you feel mm -hmm. excited to go and praise God. Um, but I also think that, um, and I don't know, did he say who said that? I don't know. No, it said someone from church. Okay. So I'm hoping it's not like a, a, a pastor, a pastor or somebody of a leadership role. role. Yeah. Um, but what I'll say is if you want to stay at the church... It's none of their business if you go to yeah. therapy or not. Like, no one's going to find out that you're going to therapy. Mm -hmm. So you go to therapy um, and mind your own black business and let them mind their own black business yeah. and, and keep it moving. Um, now, if you feel like this is a person where you have a deeper relationship and that's not something you would want to exclude from them, I think this is a great opportunity for you to practice some adulting mm -hmm. of being like, I have decided to go to therapy um, and thanks for your advice, but I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're allowed. <laughs> we're allowed we're to say that. Out. And so that's kind of where I am with it. What an are your opinion thoughts? is an opinion. I say it all the time. It's not facts. It's an opinion. Mm -hmm. There's no facts behind it. Mm -hmm. No statistical <laughs> research has been released. Mm -hmm. um, fact check. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think... Um, and then I think if this person continues to press you about it, kind of like what we were already saying, mm. just being like, this conversation um, makes me uncomfortable or I don't think this is a conversation we can continue to have um, and bow out because yeah. you're grown anonymous. And so you get to do whatever you want to do. Um, and people who really love you allow that, like hear that, like when people love you, they there is space for you to do what you what's best for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There are people who I love very dearly who are making decisions right now <laughs> that I don't agree with, but because I love them, I'm allowing them the space to do that. I'm mm -hmm. not like it's not my job or business to be telling them how to live their lives. I'm just out here praying that all works out well and that they are blessed and highly favored on the other side. That's all I got. Like just eat your fruit and vegetables. Stay <laughs> healthy. Eat your fruit your and vegetables. You know, that's all. So yeah, so I hope that's helpful. But do what's best for you. Decide, you know, if this church is still feeding your soul. And if it's not, then you need to make a different choice. Um, mm -hmm. And go to therapy and quit talking to them about your therapy. Yeah. I like it. All right. All right. So that's not a thing. Um, That's not a thing. So I think that... um. I, I really need churches to start talking about the things. You know what I mean? Um, I think, like, I just read an article about why black parishioners are leaving, like, white evangelical churches or, like, mixed churches. It's because they're just really not addressing anything. Mm -hmm. Now, I definitely do not go to church for political conversation. No. Or, you know, anything of that nature. I really like a good, solid word. But I do like my word to be touching the things that are happening in the world right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We don't have to spend a long amount of time on it. But I need to know that you 
understand and care about these things. You know what I mean? I need to hear that black lives matter to you. We ain't got to have a whole sermon on how black lives matter, but I do really need to hear that black lives do matter. I do need to hear that you don't want a wall built. I do need to hear that you are not okay with sexual harassment. Like, I need to hear those things because mm. um, I'm not going to assume that you believe it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're in a day and time where you need to show people who you are and where you stand. There is no middle of the road right now. Mm. Um, and so for me, in every space that I'm in, I need to know that that is not a thing. You know what I mean? I need to know that's not a thing at my job. I need to know that's not a thing with my friend group. And I need to know that's not a thing in the place that I am, you know, praising and serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big thing for me right now. I need to know that, you know, y'all see and respect my little brown boy for bringing a little brown boy. Y'all recognize that's a society treats him differently mm. because he's a little brown boy like I need that so that's a that's not a thing for me I'm not gonna go to a church that doesn't explicitly state that like you need to say it out loud so, hurry hurry that's a thing <laughs> um and then also so first off shout out to Charlotte Mecklenburg school system who released um something about um that we will not have guns to, the teachers will not be that was not a thing at Charlotte Mecklenburg school system because I cannot believe uh, that this is a real conversation being had that we think it's okay to arm teachers that we think it's okay to bring more guns into, into school, school with small children like what are they gonna keep the gun I just have somebody who's gonna train the teachers How these teachers that y'all already be... don't want to pay. Y'all don't want to give them school right. supplies, but now y'all going to get them. Because my thing is, if you training. do that, what happens, God forbid, where that teacher does have to use that gun, and then they do end up having to take a child out? Like, Thank you. the person that brings the gun is, Thank you. is with the student. Thank you. So now that's, are you going to give that teacher that therapy? Yeah. Hmm. Because, I mean, even though that child was coming in with the intentions to kill, mm -hmm. that teacher now has killed, mm -hmm. and that's on them. For the mm -hmm. rest of their life. Yeah. That's that's what they have to live with. Yeah. So, yeah. And if y'all listen to our last minisode, I just talked about teachers calling little kids the niggers and a teacher with a racist podcast and a professor out here yelling at Asian Americans in the street. Um, what are y'all going to do to make sure that those people don't have access to guns? Because how easy is it going to be to say, oh, that person was threatening me. I was afraid for my life and the safety of the other students for them to just have a carte blanche ability to murder children in the classroom like what are y'all gonna do for that like on the same you know training I mean? that's needed for these cops to go Thank to these you. teachers today we, and the cops too. are doing a great job right. let's just part let's let's you know the people <laughs> who have been trained to have guns are out here talking about they scared me so i shot them but you think the teachers not gonna With like no combat training Thank no you. No, no training like this. Thank you. Me and Earl watched this video of these two boys fighting, and this one teacher rolled all over the floor <sighs> Several and screamed times over. and hollered and ran to the back of the room. And then the sad thing they is, they weren't fighting him though. They and were they weren't even each fighting each other hard. So mm. I'm just like, what happens if they was really knocking desks and stuff? You. You're gonna just shoot. He's just gonna kill everybody. Do, 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 everybody down. Like, he might shoot himself on accident the way he was flailing and falling all over the ground. Thank you. And all these teachers whose phones get stolen and their nudes get leaked. You think these teachers are going to be able to secure a, a firearm when they can't secure their phones? There are oh teachers out here sleeping with children. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is just such a bad idea. It's not even funny. And yet, it seems like it's a real idea. And that is crazy to me. But I promise you this. Because here's my thing. Like, even though I hear CMS saying... We're not going to allow teachers in our schools to have guns. How are they going to stop it? Like if, if a law is passed that says a teacher is allowed to bring a firearm and a teacher wants to put a, a firearm in their bag and bring it into the school, mm. what do we do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just this is something that just should not even be an option or a thing. They were showing these teachers in Texas, which I'm already struggling with Texas as a society. My mama said something really interesting because I was like, I can't believe those bombings happened in Austin. I thought Austin was very progressive. My mama was like, they were still dragging black men behind trucks in the 2000s yeah. in Texas. She was like, I don't do Texas. I was like, oh, my God. Right. 
Yeah. I'm like, you're right. That is Texas. Yeah. But uh, there's some amazing people. Like, you know, our girl who, like, shouted us out. On, yeah, like, I have a profile that lives she's in Texas. She's in Houston. And people he's... say great things about Texas. But, and racism is everywhere. So it's not yeah. even a thing for Texas. I just thought that. I've heard Austin is just a really great progressive area. So I was surprised Austin that that happened not in Austin. Great but, thing about yeah. but. But racism is everywhere, and that's just the place that made the bombs first. Like, you know what I mean? And again, they've been bombing us, you know, for a long time. So, yeah. But I really hope that that person gets caught soon and bad things happen to them. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it just, but the, so, sorry. What I was saying, though, is that there was, like, a video of these teachers having, like, shooting practice like this school, like this group of teachers from the same school were all having shooting practice um, to right. in for preparation in Texas for preparation, I guess, to getting their guns. Don't trust, you know what trust me out? <gasps> what's not a thing for me is always picking up your damn camera to record. <laughs> That's what's not my... Oh, it was like a news story. Yeah, it was like a why, news story. But why? Why are we, why are we contacting and, and then having... That's what trust me out. <laughs> Stupidity is just so... Rampant. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. Mm-hmm. Ignorance is truly blessed. It really is. Because I just be looking like, am I an alien? <laughs> this can't just, am I the only one that's just like, bruh? Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Earl has agreed to be the PE teacher when we have to take <laughs> our kids out of school because the teachers are armed. Okay. So I'm really excited. I'm going to do history. Carter and I are going to develop like a Hamilton type curriculum. I can do all for history. fitness and literature. Exactly. Earl's going to do literature and fitness. Um, so I'm super excited. And watch our, our homeschool be better than the schools <laughs> out there now. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the next venture. Hats Off Academy. Okay. I like it. Hats Off Academy. Oh, that is so, don't try, try to steal I it. wish you would. It's trademark. I will find you with my up. skills. So yeah, so yeah, that's my that. All those are my that's not a thing. Yeah, Church all and, that, all and that. Arm and United States is not a thing. United States, y'all, what we gonna do? Parts, parts, and then, parts, parts. And then they fired the poor man right before he was like the day before he could get his pension. Who was oh. the dude from the CIA or the FBI? Oh. <sighs> Like, right before he could get his pension. And what Trump need to realize is that you about to make these people... Like, you making these people talk. I've never seen a cabinet alternate, like, musical <laughs> damn chairs. You hear me? It's, it's so embarrassing. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm so, like, giddy because this is like, look at people, it. People, yeah, it's like, it's like... Falling that's and, what and I falling, think people falling, don't falling. understand. This is If that's not a PSA to get some therapy, I don't think people recognize how much they make it harder on themselves by the craziness that they do. You know what I mean? Like firing these people and like that is going to be his downfall right there. Like there's so You're many making things, enemies. There's so many things we do to make our lives harder. So don't be Trump. Like don't make your life harder. You know, like don't do that. Don't so, Trump. Don't Trump. Yes. So do you have an additional that's not a thing no. or you just want to I just you joined that was a, a cold every, that's not a thing yes I just, <laughs> parts of the United States are just not a thing absolutely so yes mm. alright so for our resource and quotes for the day we have two articles that we will have attached in the um, bio one is I don't need to pray about it I need to go to therapy and then another one is an Essence article, Depression. You don't need prayer. You need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Essence article. So those are really great, and we want y'all to check those out. Um, and then our resource, um, I mean, I'm sorry, not our I'm resource. Sorry. Our quote <laughs> um, is James 2, 14 through 26. Faith without works is dead. Like, that is what we want y'all to read in the Bible. Um because ultimately, if you are not doing something, 
then there will not be change. You will not improve. So faith is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Just the faith of a mustard seed can change things. But what faith of a mustard seed can do is give you the motivation to do something different. Because what I know is when I do more, God always matches me. Mm -hmm. But I have to make the first step. So we really want to encourage you guys to not lean on God to fix you, but lean on him to support you as you fix yourself. That is our our desire for you all. All right. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for um, listening to another episode of Hats Off Podcast. Check us out on all our social media. We are Hats Off Podcast CLT on Instagram and then Hats Off Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Follow our personal pages. My Instagram is easy.ecm. That's E-A-Z-Y period E-C-M. I am Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook and Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Send us your questions to hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com for the question of the day segment. We thoroughly enjoy you all's questions, so send more. Absolutely. Like, share, subscribe, write a review, give us five stars on iTunes, all the things. Yes, yes, um, yes. And we love you all, and we will see you soon. How, uh, shout out to our Colorado Springs hat head. Yes. We appreciate your email, and good for you. Right. Good for you. But we wish. Don't have us come to Colorado. <laughs> that part. And, and show out. Okay. All right. Um, also, check out our... Social media kit below. Book us, book us, book us. Bring you that comedy, that real, but some truth all wrapped in one. Yes. All right, guys. So until next time, be you. Be true. Hats Hats off. off. Hats off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leak. And I'm Carter. Thank you.